0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Joshua gave podcast. This is the podcast show where we talk about how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. This is going to be another raw and unfiltered episode because I'm with my phone and I'm recording it with my headset so I'm not in front of my computer. When I record these episodes on my computer, I can kind of pristinely polish them up, but when I record them on my phone, they just go right to my... Uh, podcast app, and then they get published, and so I like that. Sometimes I like to do it unfiltered, raw and unfiltered, but today I want to talk about something really important, and I've actually intended to talk about this topic for a long time, but I haven't ever, I just, I don't know why I've put it off, but it's so important, and today I had something happen that really made me remember that this was a topic that I thought was important to talk about. So I'm going to talk about it. And it is basically the incredible prevalence of beta mentality thinking in pop culture in our society. So in many ways, our society, like the arts especially, so movies, TV shows, but especially pop music, um, these... These art forms often really, really speak to like beta mentality and almost glorify beta mentality. And in some cases, as I'm I'm going to show you in this episode, there are even you know, examples where you might say that pop culture trains us to be beta. Okay, now this isn't some kind of con- conspiracy. Like, I don't think that there's, you know. A a dark beta lord pulling master puppet strings and, you know, orchestrating a mass media programming where people learn to be beta. And then he laughs and he's like, ha ha ha, I've got them now. They're all acting like little beta bitches. Um, I don't think that's going on. I think that in many ways, it is the natural human programming to act beta until you discover. Something different, and all throughout history, we've had alpha and beta humans, and there are, to be honest, it's always been the alphas who have kind of risen to the leadership positions for exactly that reason. Because a leader is someone who needs to be proactive in making decisions to, to like try to lead the group to accomplish something bigger, and that requires, it definitely requires a mentality where you're going to be proactive and take action and and have an intentional rational plan instead of just reacting to the chaos. <clears throat> However, we have a like a pop culture that glamorizes reacting to the chaos and then being entitled and expecting other people to make us happy basically. And so and I'm going to demonstrate this. But today I heard just the most crazy example of this. Now, I like to listen to a lot of different types of music, okay? I like to listen to hip hop music, and I like to listen to country music, especially. So these two types of music are the music styles that I probably listen to the most. And you know, on this even on this channel, you've heard me talk about Rick Ross. He's one of my um, my Alpha Mentality mentors, and you know, that's one thing about a lot of hip hop is uh, I think that there's a lot more kind of like alpha mentality in hip-hop and then in in country you tend to actually hear a lot more like beta behavior and stuff now that's not like a fundamental criticism of the musical style i like country music and there's a lot of country music i like and there are even artists i like that do have songs that are kind of more leaning toward a beta mindset and that's fine like you know to a point i i can still enjoy those songs however Like, I do have to, like, be mindful because if you start listening to that stuff too much, you know, it's just going to make you sad and depressed is what I've found. Like, listening to stuff that really glamorizes the beta mindset makes people feel powerless, sad, and emotional, I think. I I really believe that's the case. And so I'm going to give you an example. Now, uh, today I listened to an album by Priscilla Block. Now Priscilla Block is a country artist um, and she just put out a new album in 2022 titled Welcome to the Block Party. And, you know, to be honest, it is a pretty cool album. And I like, I like Priscilla Block and she's, she's got some songs that that I think are pretty cool. Like, you know, I like some of her music. She's not like my all-time favorite country artist, but I do like some of her music. And I listen to her, and I enjoy her stuff, okay? But uh, there's a song on her new album, and she is actually particularly an artist that does this. Like, she has a lot of beta mentality woven into her music. And see, here's the thing, and I'm not trying to just shit on her, or shit on her music, you know, because... I'm not I'm not and I'm not trying to be picky because here's the thing about the arts right they a lot of times art appeals to us because it speaks to emotions we all feel and the thing about emotions is that when you when you let emotions guide your actions and decisions that is that's really fundamentally beta mentality whereas the alpha mentality wants us to Make a rational assessment of our emotions before we take action, and then to make a plan and to take intentional action if it needs to be taken, not to just react to our emotions. But see, that's not very romantic. That that you know that narrative sounds very analytical, and it doesn't sound very romantic. And so, you know, creating art about that kind of analytical narrative isn't really very artist, artistic, you know. And so, it's like, um, in some ways, you know. The reasons that we enjoy art, I think, is because art taps into things that we feel, and feelings are very powerful. It's like an emotional interfacing system, and art helps us to relate, you know. And and so, but there's this song on this album called "Like a Boy," and I just want to read some of the lyrics to you because because it's just so it's so. It's so insane how beta this is. Okay, so, and, and, and of course, also Priscilla Block is a woman, you know, so, you know, a, a lot of people might say, well, women are more emotional. But here's the thing, you know, I maintain that men and women should live with the alpha mentality. So just because you're a woman, it doesn't give you license to just be beta, and, and that doesn't automatically mean that your life's going to be good if you have a beta mentality. Your life, you know, is still going to be greatly affected if you're a woman and you act with beta mentality. I believe that women should be alphas as well. Um, but anyway, now whatever. Um, I, I'm just going to read some of these lyrics. Let's see. I, um, let's see here. So, verse one: Ain't it just like you to roll your eyes at me? I turn on the TV when I'm sitting on the couch, sad as hell. You blame it on me being moody. When was the last time you took the time to hear what I had to say? Ain't it like a boy to walk away? Okay, so see, this is like the beginning of it. And it's like, okay, whatever. She's talking about the relationship. And granted, relationships are hard, right? But but listen to the narrative here. When I'm sitting on the couch, sad as hell, you blame it on me being moody. Sad is literally a mood, first of all. So, yes, you are being moody. And then he blames it on you being moody. But then she's kind of saying, it's your fault, implying that it was his fault. Because when was the last time you took the time to hear what I had to say? And then, ain't it like a boy to walk away? So, she's calling him a boy instead of a man because he walked away from her moodiness, right? So, see, this is where it starts. And this is kind of minor. But the thing is, is that this is so beta because, like... If she wants to approach this, now I'm not actually saying Priscilla Block is doing this in her life. These are just the lyrics. So the story, I'm talking about the woman in the story here. And we're, ta- we're going to talk about it as if it were a real situation. Um, why why does she need to sit there and like mope and just think, oh, I can complain about how he's not listening to her? Why doesn't she have an adult conversation with him, to be, take proactive action, sit him down and say, hey, you're not listening to me. There's some things going on in this relationship that are not going to work for me, and, and we need to address them because in order to give a relationship its best chance to work, we have to be willing to have these small conflicts and to settle our differences and see if we're compatible, okay? But she's not doing that. She's sitting here being a sad girl, okay? She's being a sad girl. Let's go on to verse 2. Ain't it just like you to throw your hands up and put the truck in drive? Say, we'll talk about it later, but I know you better. You're trying to dodge a fight. It might cross your mind, but you won't mind. You just go about your day. Ain't it like a boy to walk away? Once again, she's like calling him a boy, not a man for walking away. And this is interesting because, you know, it sounds like, you know, when he says, or she says that he throws his hands up. It's implying that, you know, she's trying to talk about it, right? Okay, fair enough. He puts the truck and drive, says, we'll talk about it later. Now, you know, this is, this is more observational. So there isn't a whole lot of beta mentality in this specific verse. Um, you know, it's more like she's observing this. However, it does sound like, you know, he doesn't want to talk about it. He's just avoiding it. So there's real reason to consider that maybe he's not a good mate choice for her, right? Because... Because here's the thing, if someone isn't going to talk to you, they're not going to put that effort into having a dialogue with you. The question bears asking, well, should you even should you even be considering them as a partner or should you vet them out? This is stuff you really need to know before you get into a relationship. You need to know, you need to date someone long enough in the wild to know that they're going to be... a a complimentary benefit to your life, right? So it sounds like maybe she got into a relationship with this guy before she properly vetted him or something. Um, It's also true that sometimes people kind of change when they get out of the honeymoon phase. But see, that's why you you need to give it time. And you have to be very quick, willing to vet someone out quickly if they change their behavior and start acting bad, right? You've really got to be on top of it. You can't just put up with it and stick around and then blame them for it. It's like... It's like, fool fool me once, shame on me, or fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. You know, if they do it once, wow, that was uncalled for. You're done, out, bye. Or maybe, okay, you know what, I, I want to give this a chance, but we're going to talk. But if then if they do it again, it's like, okay, bye. If you let it keep happening, it's on you at that point, right? You're just tolerating bad behavior, then you're getting mad that it's continuing. Um, so this is very beta. Then it goes to the chorus. Ain't it just like you to give up way too soon? It's just what you do. You take off without a damn thing to say. Ain't it like a boy to walk away? And so... Um, oh, sorry. Juggling my notes here. Okay. Um, anyway, so the chorus... Basically, it's just, you know, ain't it like you to give up way too soon. It's just what you do. You take off without a damn thing to say. So it's like she's saying he gave up way too soon. Now, I'm not totally sure, but I think that, you know, in this context, she's kind of implying he's leaving the relationship or something because she's starting trouble. Because she implied before she tried to talk and threw his hands up. Um, he, she says he's trying to dodge a fight. So it's kind of like you know she's not, he's not willing to listen to me. Now he's like leaving. He's leaving me. He's abandoning me, like a boy, um, not like a man would do. A man would stay and work it out. But see, this is a whole other beta narrative that I really take issue with. I really take issue with this whole. This is a this narrative is really pervasive in our culture, and it's this. This, and women are usually the ones who espouse it. But there's this narrative of like, if a man leaves a woman because she's been acting up, then it's like his fault. You know, she she may not take responsibility for it. There's like this kind of this socially accepted idea that every sin a man committed in the relationship should now be reflected on for her to be like, well, look at that, you know, he was such a piece of shit. Like, I dodged it. What a narcissist. Like, people people throw around, like women especially, throw the word narcissist around when they're talking about their exes so much. And obviously it's because they're hurt. Very rarely are people actually narcissists. Like, actual narcissists are quite rare, you know. So it's like, but, but guys can be jerks or assholes and then women will complain about them. See, I hear this. This is something... That I especially hear in our culture, and I hear women saying it, and it's so beta of women to do, right? So they'll they'll have an issue with the guy or whatever, but then he'll leave. Maybe he leaves because he sees it's not compatible, because you want to argue about things that he doesn't think are, you know, worth it. And so then, then... She'll say things like, well, he's not a real man. He wouldn't stick it out. A real man would stick it out, especially in, like, country music. This is, like, a very traditional, kind of conservative, traditional relationship theme that that frequently occurs. If a man, like, quote-unquote, walks away from his family, he's a real piece of shit, right? So this is, like, you know, I, I really take issue with this because here's the thing. Um, you have an obligation you must you, this is a, a, this is a a great responsibility every human has to make sure that they are being the best that they can be and here's the thing the person you allow into your intimate life the person you have sex with the person who sleeps in bed beside you the person who's you know who shares a bedroom with you all these things like th- this person's influence on your life is going to be profound Right, for better or for worse. So, this is why, and this goes right back to it. This is why it's so important to vet partners well. Don't get into a relationship with someone who's low value, right? Um, because you failed to vet them properly. And then they get into your life and then they cause drama. They eat up time and resources. They cause fights, blah, blah, blah. So, you should know better. But also, it, sometimes, you know, people do get into those relationships. They wake up one day, they realize, you know, this person is causing a lot of problems. Sometimes, you know, you're living in a beta mentality and you get together with someone who's like in beta mentality and then you you learn better and you start to progress your life and you start to learn better and you realize, you like wake up one day and realize that this person's quite dramatic and that you've outgrown that behavior, right? So what's going to happen? Well, there's only so many options, but if you you know, if you could just continue with that person, right? And you don't, like, you don't address the issues, well, you're going to be held back by that. And that is actually irresponsible of you because what's going to happen is you're eventually going to grow bitter and resentful because this is no longer a good deal for you. And then eventually... It's going to lead to you feeling a certain kind of way about them, right? And then if you never talk about it, they might be there wondering, why has our relationship changed so much? Why is this person acting resentful toward me? Well, because you are resentful of them. And it's actually not fair and you should have said something about it when it first came up. And if you couldn't resolve the difference, then you have an obligation actually to walk away, find somebody who's better suited to you and to let them do the same rather than dragging it out. See people have this people have this magic uh, this magic fascination with the idea that that men, and this is especially true in our culture of men, they have this, Fascination that men ought to stay and stick it out for the woman, no matter what, even if she's difficult. That he should help her through her problems and all this. Right now, this is this is one of those points I don't talk about very much. But in our culture, there is a very like pervasive mentality about this. This is one thing the Red Pill guys do get right. There's like a there's a, a feminine first social order, you know, and it, our our culture is set up that way for a reason. Uh, it's set up that way. Because women have a very valuable resource in that they're able to, you know, procreate. They have the childbearing equipment. So they're super important to society. So it's it's only natural that society would want to protect women, right? A hierarchy crumbles without women. If you want to build a more stable hierarchy, what do you do? You add women to it. Because women bring life to the tribe, okay? But here's the thing... Um, if a woman is like not a compliment to your life as a man, then you actually have responsibility to end the relationship and walk away from it, right? And this is this is true in in almost every case. Now it's more complicated when there are kids. It's it's it is more complicated. Perhaps you should go to greater lengths to try to keep it together if there are kids. However, you know, you've really got to. You know, man or woman, you've got to take stock of how your partner's presence is affecting your life. And if it's not a compliment, that is an issue. So this whole narrative of like, well, he's a boy because he walked away. That's like, you know, a lot of women think that, you know, like for example, in this particular Example, a lot of women will think, oh, well, he left because he got bored of me or I wasn't good enough for him or he had these high, unrealistic expectations of me that I couldn't meet because I'm not perfect because nobody's perfect. But see, that's that's kind of, that's a, a very... I will say, I have observed that that is a very kind of common solipsistic thought process that that some women tend to embody. Some men do it too. But I, I tend to see it more often in women, to be honest, than I do in men. Um, because the truth of the matter is that there's always two sides to the story. You know, both of you made mistakes. Don't, give me, don't, don't ever think that, you know, either person was perfect. There's no such thing as that. So... You know, if he left, it's it could be because he got bored and he wanted a shiny new thing. And in which case, he's probably acting out of a beta mindset, not an alpha mindset. Because if you were truly a compliment to his life, um, he, he would have stayed. Let's just be super honest. He would have stayed. If he's high value, he would have stayed, right? If you properly vetted him and he's a high value man, if you were truly a compliment to his life, he would have stayed. He wouldn't have left so that's just straight facts because the marketplace doesn't lie the marketplace is a is an environment where the fittest survive it is truly survival of the fittest right so if you are the highest value option and you get with someone and you continue to be their best option they're just not going to leave right this is human mating behavior very fundamental principle and you know, the sooner you learn to accept and embrace that fact, the sooner you can begin to work on yourself. Because here's the thing, if people are leaving you, it, it probably has some reflection on your value. If you were, con- if, if someone continues to level up mind, body, spirit, and take, you know, take responsibility for themselves, radical self-responsibility, they're not going to get left. It's just straight facts. So if you're thinking of leaving someone... And it's because they're not a compliment to your life. Guess what? It's because you instinctively feel like you could probably do better and maybe you can or maybe you can't. However, you know, there's some there's some element of, you know, unsettledness That is telling you that message, and so it's worth listening to. It's at least worth contemplating listening to, because you wouldn't feel that way if the other person was truly being a compliment to your life. If you're high value, you know, if you if you're acting with an alpha mindset and you're not being an entitled um, person, you know. Okay, now I've rambled on about this particular portion for quite a while. Let's go back here. I think there's one more verse that was interesting. So there's a verse here, verse three, ain't it just like you to buy something new instead of fixing what you had? See, this is kind of like, you know, well, you kind of like, oh, a guy, you know, these guys would rather bail. (laughs) This is like, I'm not just picking on women. It's just that this song, you know, is from a woman's perspective. There are plenty of super simpy beta songs from a man's perspective in country music. And maybe I'll come up with a good example for one. I just I just wanted to cover this song in this episode. But so don't think I'm just picking on women here. I'm just I just happen to be talking about women because um, this song is from a woman's perspective. So that's what we're going with. So ain't it just like you to buy something new instead of fixing what you had? See, again, we have this narrative. It's like, she's assuming that he's leaving because he just wants something new, and because he's not willing to fix what he had, um, then he's a boy, not a man. Right? (laughs) So it's like, again, this is very solipsistic thinking here. Very beta thinking. You see, radical self-responsibility would tell us that if someone leaves us, we should really do a serious analysis of ourselves to figure out what went wrong. Like, on our part of it. Because that's the only part we have control over and that's what we have a responsibility to change. We must do a self-diagnosis and fix ourselves. This is also true if you leave someone. If you leave a relationship, it's very important that you do a very honest and brutal self-assessment to see if you were all you could have been and if you played any part in the dissolution of that relationship that led to people getting hurt. Not that other people getting hurt is inherently your responsibility, but because there is some, someone has to take some measure of responsibility for themselves when a family is ended, right? Now, I'm not always saying that that's not the right choice, but I am saying that it's a serious thing and it calls for us to do a self-evaluation because it's in our best interest and in the best interest of our life moving forward to understand our flaws and to be working on them okay Um, primarily ask yourself why you didn't vet this person out before it got to this point because that was probably the where the biggest mistake was okay so let's go on here Like that 88 Chevrolet passed down from your granddad. If you were a man, you'd learn from that man. (laughs) See, it's like, once again, it's like, because he didn't fix what he had, he's not a man. When maybe she wasn't a compliment to his life, and that's why he walked away, right? Maybe he was just tired of all the complaining she was doing. Fair enough, man. I'd leave if someone kept complaining to me, and I didn't deserve it. Uh, You'd live your life the same. Ain't it like a boy to walk away? And then there's a, a bridge, well you packed your things and turned the key, it ain't all that surprising. As you drive away in a cloud of dust, I see my silver lining. Boy, one day I'll meet a man, and thank God you didn't stay. This is the most this is the most beta part of the song because listen to this. Well you packed your things and turned the key, it ain't all that surprising. So he left, right? And then she's observing this and she says as you drive away in a cloud of dust, I see my silver lining boy. One day I'll meet a man and thank God you didn't stay. Cause just like a boy, you walked away. Okay. So see, so she was staying with him, even though there were all the problems, Staying with him, complaining to him, wanting to talk. He's throwing his hands up in the air, whatever. It, it, obviously there's these problems, right? Then He says, You know what? I'm done. He turns the key and he drives away. Why? Why did he do that? Because he reached, because it doesn't matter how it went, at some level, he realized they're not compatible anymore. But see, she doesn't have a rational viewpoint of this. Instead, She let that happen, right? She let that process unfold. She started a conflict when the conflict resulted in a realization that there's no longer compatibility, which is quite a rational thing to arrive at. Uh, You know, then, then what you have is, um, he leaves, but now she's mad at him. She says she sees the silver lining. Uh, and one day she'll meet a man. So thank God he didn't stay. Well, if that's what she thinks, then why didn't why didn't she just leave so she could go find the man she wanted if he wasn't good enough, right? Because she's blaming it all on him. She's blaming all of her problems on him. Um, it's like she's, in, and I see this, I actually see this happen way too often with men and women, but I do see this with women a lot. Women will stay with a bad man they will stay with a man who actually has a lot of bad traits and bad tendencies, and they'll say they love him, and they'll be like, "Let's fix this relationship, let's work on us, you know, let's let's work on it. Let's be a power couple. let's you know, let's not give up on each other, right that they'll be they'll want to stay, right. And then this guy will just be acting up, hurting their feelings, doing all kinds of crazy shit. And then, you know, he'll be living like a beta. And then finally, maybe he'll cheat on her or he'll just decide he's had enough and he'll leave or whatever, right? So, and I'm specifically talking about women who are trying to make it work with low value men. And then when he leaves, she will just get so mad. She'll freak out. She'll be like, this guy... You know, he was so bad. He was so bad. Now I'm so much better off. And it's like, why didn't you fucking leave when you had the chance? Like, why, why did you let him have all the power in the situation? And this, 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 I see people do this so much and then they complain and then they want to be victims and they're like, oh, he was so awful to me. I'm such a victim. It's like, no, no, you're not a victim. You're stupid is what you are because you stayed in a bad situation. It was irrational. Now I'm, I'm not trying, I know it's complicated. I'm not trying to shit on anyone. Like I, I know that it's complicated. I have stayed in relationships for far longer than I should have as well. I, I've been guilty of the exact same thing. However, we have to look at the reality of the situation. We have to be ready to acknowledge that we have have played some kind of part in our own misery when we stay in relationships that are not good for us, right? And this song is like this song is like a textbook example. So when you're listening to the song, now the song is um the song is cathartic in a way because um you know if you feel like this and you listen to a song you can relate to those emotions so that's so that's that interface that emotional interface and that's why we enjoy art you know it speaks to us and so it's speaking directly to those emotions so if you feel that this way obviously the song's going to make you feel good it's going to be enjoyable and actually it's it's like a really well produced song it's got a great melody line and the music is cool like i like listening to it but at the same time sometimes when music is so beta like I, there comes a point where it kind of makes me grumpy and I have to turn it off because it just irritates me because I've I've done better than that in my life it's like it's like you know these problems are not my problems like this is almost like listening to a whiny beta person bitching about how they've fucked their life up and they won't take responsibility for it and they want to blame everyone else and it kind of just pisses me off when i listen to it too much you know, in my, in my own life, because, because I like, I think the reason why it tends to make me grumpy if I listen to songs like this too much is because, because I, I used to be very beta and then I did a lot of work to fix myself. Right. So like, like, I don't want to, it's almost like, I know that the artist isn't actually saying these things in real life. Like it's just a song. It's just an art. It's an expression of art. However, it almost feels like there's somebody whining in my ear about a problem that was easily prevented and they're not taking advice and they're not taking responsibility, which to me is irritating. Like, um, what I like to hear is when people Go through a, a a bad experience. I like to hear them take responsibility for it, and then um, work on themselves and acknowledge their faults, and then you know assess what they can do better next time to have a better experience. And I understand that there's a place for venting. Uh, there is a place for venting your feelings and talking out your feelings, but at some point you've gotta you've got to move on from that and you've got to start taking responsibility at some point you have to take responsibility so it's irritating when i listen to too much beta mentality music because i i just think well get get over it and get on with it it's kind of how i feel about it um so anyway that's that's just interesting um and like like i said like I, Priscilla Block, I really like her as an artist. I'm not trying to, like, diss her or, you know, say that she's not good. Um, you know, she's got a lot of really good songs that I really enjoy. She's in a couple of my playlists that I've made. I, I really like to listen to country music when I'm doing domestic things, like like when I'm doing laundry or cleaning my house or, you know, you know whatever. When I'm doing those types of things, I enjoy listening to country music. Um, for some reason, that's just, I don't know. I also enjoy listening to it when I'm driving. And, uh, you know, so it's, I just have to say, I'm not trying to like diss her or say that, you know, the song isn't a well-written song. I'm just, I just think it's important for us to point out how the the traditional narrative in our society and then especially in really popular music tends to be very beta mentality and so you know it's no wonder that so many people accept beta th- beta mentality thinking as normal it's l- very little wonder uh, it, it's like it, it's like we grow up in this society listening to these songs watching these movies you know, whatever, and we learn. It's almost like we're programmed to think like victims and to think like entitled, like entitled complainers rather than being raised in an environment where we are encouraged to be self, radically self-responsible, to take responsibility for ourselves, right? To learn from our mistakes, to understand the virtues of being proactive and intentional with our choices and our lives and our energy. We're we're instead inundated by these messages to where, you know, we should expect everyone around us to create our happiness for us. And that is just it that is an absolute path to misery. I cannot stress to you, I I have been down a lot of very miserable roads in my life. Right? I have I have experienced very, very deep levels of sadness and depression and just pure emotional misery in my life as a result of my own choices and actions. And let me tell you that believing that other people should have some kind of responsibility in our happiness, that is a mentality that will lead you only to absolute pain and suffering. There is no, that I didn't stutter, that wasn't a usually, that's not a, it tends to, that is a 100% true, undeniable fact of the universe. The minute you start to allow yourself to think that other people owe you some kind of happiness is the moment you begin down a very dark path. The truth of the matter is that the only person who owes us any kind of anything is us. The market is the free market and people are going to do what they're going to do. And every day they all choose how they're going to spend their time and energy. So it is very important that we prioritize our own Selves first so that we can be the best that we can be so that we can perform as well as possible so that we can then invest in the people we care about and we can try to lift them up and make their lives better people like our you know our intimate partner our friends our family members our children you know the the members of our inner circle and our tribe and our and then even our community if we get the chance right this is the alpha way. We, we live with a servant mentality, not a I must be served mentality. People who live with a I must be served mentality are people who usually, if you dig just a little bit, you realize are super fucking miserable. Whereas people who live with a mentality of how can I first, how can I serve myself to mind my business, get my money, pursue my purpose, and level up my body and spirit? How can I serve myself by training myself to be a better leader, by taking better care of myself, right? How can I serve myself in the sense that I learn from my mistakes and I become better tomorrow than I was yesterday, right? People who have that mentality and then... They say, I want to serve myself first so that I can then give to other people. See, there's no part of that where they're expecting they feel entitled to other people giving anything to them. There's zero part of that. It's all about I serve myself so that I can serve others and then when other people do nice things for me, I will be very grateful for it. This is a path to light and happiness, okay? I'm, t- I'm telling you this I'm telling you that this is how it is. And if you disagree, I'd like very much for you to send me a message and and lay out your reasons why. And I'll have you on the podcast and we'll talk about it. And that would be a good conversation because I believe it's a very fundamental conversation. So, at the end of the day, the whole point of this is to kind of demonstrate how, how deeply entrenched in our popular culture the the beta mentality is. And, and how it's, it's not going to serve anyone or make anyone very happy, and it's going to lead more people to misery and ruin than, than victory and, and fulfillment. But we, as alphas, have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to rise above the beta mindset, to leave behind the victim mentality, and to, to embrace a higher calling than that, a calling characterized by, by self-improvement, Effective leadership, striving every day to be better so that we can make a difference and, and be better. Like if we if we realize that we make mistakes in relationships, we have to learn better. We have a responsibility to learn better. We should get to the point where we are masters of loving others and serving others, of course, without taking any bullshit. You know, we're not we don't need to be tolerating no bullshit. We don't need to be letting people into our lives. You're going to take advantage of us because you have to have ironclad boundaries. It's about balancing loving others with having ironclad boundaries and being ruthless in your, in your, how would you say it? In your willingness to engage in respectful conflicts that arise as they arise quickly and decisively, right? It's not about being authoritative and unkind. It's about kindly and gently being willing to have conflicts when they have to happen, to negotiate boundaries. So see, it really makes sense, but it's not easy. It does take work. It's not an easy thing. It It's taken me years to to learn these things, you know? And, and to be honest, I... I've learned them from better men than me, better men and better women. And, you know, people like my mentors, like Jordan Peterson, um, you know, Dwayne Johnson, you know, um, there's a lot of people in my life who have contributed to helping me understand these things better. And then this is why I do what I do, because I believe in this very much. I talk about this in my podcasts and in my blogs and everything. All right, that's going to be it for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segefis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegefis.com Catch you on the flip side.